everybody. I'm Kiyoshi. I'm Bobby Foster. I'm Michael Beveracci. And this is Take Away My Mic. What's up, guys? How are you feeling? I am exhausted today. You know what I'm saying? I, I typically stay up till about 3 to 4 a.m. or something. And I don't know. Usually I'm still good when I wake up. Today I'm tired, so I need y'all to give me some energy. Maybe these topics will give me some energy. You know what I mean? But We got a lot to talk about, so yeah. Facts. I need to wake up. I think Maya is going to supply all the energy today from... from well, the way we're starting <laughs> off so far, uh, but I'm feeling good too. I, I, I another weekly concert update because I went last week. I updated you guys on Five Sauce. This week I saw Renee rap. First oh. leg for killed it, crushed. You already know my. You already when know. you sent me that picture of the mm -hmm. of the marquee, I was like, bro. It was the first the first leg of her tour, the first date, and she got yo live singer singer. Oh my goodness, filling up that room with her vocals. It was such That's that Broadway guy. training. Let me tell you. Like, you know, you I've never about? went to a concert where someone's singing before. <laughs> just rap, just like rap shows. Just rap concerts. You're like the exact opposite. I'm I've seen all the legends though, so I'm good. I'm good with my decisions. Okay, period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Doja might give you some vocals in November. Doja will give vocals. Yeah, yeah. She'll be the first one. So there you go. She'll Word. be the first. Unless you consider Drake having vocals, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. He's got bars. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I haven't liked will. Drake singing since Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, but that's personal preference. So mm. since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite Drake song, is Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Ooh, um, yeah. But that's good. Yeah, I will be carrying the energy today. I don't drink coffee, you guys, but I had espresso this morning, and I don't know what, what came into my head, but I'm on 10 right now, and it's perfect because <laughs> people have been showing their ass this week, and I'm mm -hmm. ready to drag. But first and foremost... <laughs> And we Maya's did. 10 is like in 100, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. Make sure you guys leave topics and questions for us to be featured at the top of the show. Drop them in the comment section below. We want them. We have another excellent question this week from our girl, Ibby. What's good? What's popping? She said, based on your conversations around Kanye, how much does mental illness excuse when you have a massive platform? Who wants to go first? Because I feel like we all... I feel like we all got a lot to say about that. So Indeed. I mean, on this, this is like... All right. So I'll be honest. It's funny because this is a topic that I wanted to avoid when we had the questions. I sent a, I sent a different question instead of this one because in my head, I was like, I just don't want to talk about Kanye because I'm just going to be negative because I'm always like, Kanye is Mr. Should have been canceled. What I really wanted to avoid was I didn't want to acknowledge the part of myself that has empathy for Kanye because that mm. exists. There is a part of myself that does have empathy for Kanye. Kanye and I share the same mental illness. We both have bipolar disorder and I can speak to the ramp up. Um, I can speak to the impulsivity. I can speak to the tendency towards fast unplanned responses. Kanye, I've seen Kanye interviews and I know that he does lean more towards the mania than the depressive stages he's talked about that publicly to juxtapose a little bit as far as the question goes and the massive platform part of the question i have a platform but my platform is a controlled environment you don't you only see what i want you to see so it's only so much of a platform in comparison to somebody that doesn't have control over what you see i can do and choose what everyone sees you won't won't see me at my worst it's never going to happen you are not going to see me at my worst unless i allow you to right kanye doesn't have that luxury. So that's where my empathy comes into play that I talked about at the top. You know, as, as someone 
with a mental illness. If I was ever in position of having a massive platform, I would really hope that I'd be given a little bit of grace. So while I don't approve Kanye's actions, and Kanye's not the only person with a massive platform that probably has had mental illness um, affect his choices, I would hope that personally I'd get some understanding and empathy and grace. And when it comes to someone like Kanye, I, I do have that in me for him. And I want to make that clear. How much does mental illness excuse you? I, I mean, it doesn't excuse you. It's such a complicated question, I feel like, because it doesn't excuse your actions. Like you still are responsible for people. But what did Charles Barkley say, Bobby? You know, the whole, I am not a role model thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think about him. Like I think about people who don't ask to be role models, but are thrusted into the spotlight because they have a talent. I have really mixed feelings on the whole thing. So... I also have been diagnosed with being bipolar. You know, for me, also, the reason the reason why I was also avoiding this question is because for me, the diagnosis has also been one of, uh, it's like complicated because I realized that when it comes to having the diagnosis of being bipolar, it's like I've recently found out that with these mental health diagnoses as someone that's black, it could be a detriment to me to have like an official diagnosis, right? So mm. when I got diagnosed, I was happy because I felt like it explained a lot of my lived experience and like what I was going through. But then at the same time, like I say, like I felt like it was a detriment. So I kind of try to keep it hush hush because also I feel like when it comes to diagnosis, it's this mixture of science and then also art because you could go to 10 different psychiatrists and get 10 different diagnoses right and so it's like that's my own personal struggle with it i get scared saying that i have it or that i have like those kind of symptoms but like when it comes to this question it's like kind of kind of like what michael was saying it doesn't excuse anything however when it comes to kanye specifically and how he goes about it he doesn't really show any remorse when his mania does calm down. And I feel like there's a level of acknowledgement, apology, trying to do better in the future as far as like, like when you get manic, I'm more on the depressive side of things, but I have been manic before. And, you know, I've read a ton of books on being bipolar and everything and something you can do, which Kanye has the resources to do, is you kind of have to game plan for the mania. Like the people around you have to help you out. And in that way, I feel like Kanye's people kind of screwed him over, right? Now, I don't know on a very personal level with the Kardashians or whoever, how they help, man like help him manage that. But like a good example of what I'm talking about, someone like screwing him over was the, the Drink Champs podcast who brought him on wow like all that stuff was happening like they, they shouldn't have given him a platform at that point Wait, when was that it was like which whether, time that's what i'm trying to um, ask. this was like the whole he was like on the, the whole anti-semitism oh, like, yeah okay thing. and so it's like whether that's mania or not like the people around him have to because to michael's point he doesn't have the luxury of like michael was saying like being able to decide what's get like what gets put out there right, like in the media so like all these people in the media that he knows and stuff like that like this is where clicks it's like it's better to show him in a bad light because it gets a lot of clicks right mm. so like journalists and all these people kind of exploit it in a way i would say right and so where i feel like kanye trips up in my opinion is like let's say all this is coming from being manic there's never been a sense of like remorse about anything he's done, which is where I feel like, that's where I feel like there's a level of like 
uh, responsibility. He kind of doubles and triples and quadruples down on these like very hurtful and damaging things. Mm -hmm. And it's not like he can never not take a second to self-reflect and see what his actions are doing. You know what I mean? And like he does have the resources to get help and everything like that. And then even him making very public statements about like I feel like he's made very public statements looking down on like getting help and things like that too. So I don't, it's a very complicated thing, but to answer the question specifically in a short way, I would say, no, these mental health things don't excuse your actions, but then you, if you're doing these things due to said mental illness, I feel like there needs to be a sense of kind of like cleanup afterwards. Agree completely there. It's gotta be follow-up remorse. And yeah. you, met, you mentioned with bipolar, you mentioned like, I, I have a mood journal because mm -hmm. this is what my psychiatrist told me to do is told me to track my moods because bipolar disorder is consistent as far as like when the, when the ups and downs happen, they, they happen in patterns. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone like Kanye with the resources that you definitely do have, you can track those ups and downs and for him particularly ups and, and you can sort of game plan for when you probably should avoid certain scenarios like a drink champs exactly and like that's a real <sighs> thing like where one of the things with like being manic with bipolar like a lot of people deal with is like the the impulsivity and like a lot of people get into gambling and things like that and it's like you got to set up like a plan of like you know your partner taking away your keys you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying so like you don't <laughs> go out and it is all consent based like it's not like Oh, I'm just going to take your keys away. It's like you set up a plan where you know what works and what doesn't and what measures you're comfortable with and taking and all this kind of stuff to try and keep you from doing all these super dangerous things to yourself and other people. And I so feel like, like he hasn't done that. That's the part I feel like is genuinely missing, which I do feel like is like his responsibility. I'm I'm learning so much just listening to the both of you. Like I, I'm not bipolar. I deal with depression and anxiety, but... I've always held. That's a mental illness I, as well. That's a mental illness as well, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I'm. It doesn't excuse it, but it's an explanation. There's an explanation Thanks. for everything. And and looking at his patterns and behavior, I'm like he. And I've said this before. I also hold empathy for him. It doesn't excuse any of his actions, though. Like in my mind, but it, like I said, it's an explanation. There's a reason why he's been saying these things. There's a reason why he's been doing these things. What irritates me is I didn't even know about that drink champ shit. The fact that they had him on that show knowing, and that's an issue in the black community anyway, as far as the acknowledgement of mental illness and the understanding of how deep it is and the parameters you have to work in. It's just all, if you're not paying attention to that or you're not holding space for that, then they, you're using them. Like, I don't like that. Like for clicks or whatever, that would, that's. It definitely felt super like exploited. That's, for irritate, sure. that's irritating and, as hell. And he's, yeah. under, he's under the influence for that interview, right? It's not the whole Yeah, and they had him drinking and stuff. I've seen yeah. that show, and as soon as you get on there, they're like, oh, well, weed you smoking, what drink you want? Like, blah, blah. They try to get you real loosey goosey or whatever. They wanted him to. I don't mm -hmm. like that, man. And, and, I, and again, he's irritating me quite a bit. <laughs> I have not enjoyed a lot of the things that he said with him and his massive platform like ibby said the responsibility is it's massive it is there are people and nobody and nobody said he had to be 
a role model, but that's what he became based on all of his early work and in the groundwork that he laid as far as like who he was as a person and what he wanted to do in music and the type of example that he wanted to set. It's very clear that he's sick. It's very clear that he's sick. So I definitely hold space for that. But like y'all said, there's got to be the recoil. You got to come back. Like, cause everybody and everybody's not even going to understand. Even if you break that shit down, they still going to be like, oh man, whatever. But like mental illness is real. Sickness is real. And sometimes, like you guys said, that impulsivity that needs to speak and he's he he feels larger than life you know what i'm saying so he feels mm-hmm. like he can say whatever do whatever talk about whatever he's believing in that moment and just let it be received however it's received i feel like again his support systems like bobby said have failed him i don't know who he first of all i don't know who he's allowed in his bubble like that because like you said bobby as far as like consent to take away his stuff consent to take away his phone and and whatever they need to do in order to help him with himself just hasn't been taking place and what popped into my mind another person who popped into my mind do y'all know who chica is yeah Mm -hmm. rapper she's had quite a few incidents on twitter where now her public image is just very very tarnished yeah it really is because of some of her and she said they were manic episodes she said she was dealing with different like she's she was very transparent about all the stuff she was going through but still the things that she was saying and after the fact when she came back down and she was like more level and people were like girl that was some real fucked up shit you said she would double and triple down and be like well i said what I said you guys don't like me anyway um Chica is a fat black woman she's a queer woman she gets vitriol spat at her every day on the internet I've seen it I don't it's really bad it's horrific it's it's the way that they talk about her and I feel like that coupled with everything else she deals with like mentally has put her in the headspace so it doesn't fucking matter what I say anyway y'all hate me anyway so I'm just gonna say whatever the fuck I want and it's sad and I understand it it I, again, don't excuse it, but I understand. And that's all I can do. That's why I, don't, I with some weird shit and some crazy stuff going on with Kanye or anybody else, I, I'm just like, damn, that sucks. Obviously, it's disappointing. I feel like everybody, man, especially like our generation, Kanye is a GOAT. He was a GOAT. You know what I'm saying? From what he's done for music, production, everything. So like seeing somebody deteriorate like that is sad to me, man. And I don't, I don't know how many times I can say I don't excuse it. He said some horrific things. He's, you know, put himself in a really, really horrific light. But I understand the root of it. And I and I and I, I said him the best, but I'm not gonna engage. You know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck can we do? Yeah. To flip it a little bit. I'm curious what you guys think about, because I mentioned the Charles Barkley. It's a basketball player. He's a retired basketball player. And he famously famously said, because he was somebody who would just kind of be wilding out, like in his own personal life. And he famously said when he was, when the media attempted to hold him accountable for a lot of his actions, he would say like, I'm not a role model. And he made it like a motto of his. So what (laughs) what do you guys think about like people that do have massive platforms that aren't interested kind of take that approach i feel like we're using the wrong language because the idea of being a role model is kind of irrelevant because if you even if you take that out right the idea of your actions still having an effect just like cause and effect right Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if you care if little kids or whoever looking up to you that's kind of irrelevant 
because like you yourself are seeing the effect like you're going to have an effect so it's like is this the effect you are wanting to have in my mind it's going like, to happen regardless somebody that's what i'm saying up to you and hold you to whether someone looks up to you or not your actions still have an effect so it's like are you happy with the effect you're having like that's the real kind of question okay. that we're asking right and so if we were to ask Charles Barkley that, I wonder like what his answer would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he might kind of shrug his shoulders because of his attitude towards the whole thing. And like that, see, but that gives you a different answer. That just shows this like negligence of caring about yeah. what you do. Because like the role model thing is more like, oh, they're individuals that can either look up to me or not. And then it gives you this level of like, it gives you an excuse of what you are doing because you're essentially yeah. putting it on other people to be affected like, by what my you're doing or not. You listen to me well, like no shade it has nothing to do and it's not even like on the same type of level but doja being like i didn't tell you guys to follow me yeah that's I, a, didn't I didn't tell you guys to make fan pages I no mean, that's that's a good example you're on your mom's wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> kill me dog i was like girl these are children some of them these are children probably most of them dragging, <laughs> dragging these babies like that he's like telling you i don't love you i don't know you i was like fuck that's a great example <laughs> yeah that role model argument always bothers me like because it's you don't really have any control over it no shame you don't. you don't have any control over it whatsoever you can live your life like i'm nowhere it listen me personally nowhere near these people's level and stuff if somebody told me i was their role model i was like baby i ain't done hardly anything <laughs> yet i appreciate you i promise you i do i it's it's a weird it is it is a weird space to navigate but also me personally i i'm grateful i think it's cool if people don't don't think it's cool then they're entitled to that but I feel like it's just gonna it somebody somewhere is gonna especially if you're in a public light you're for you're sure. chasing your dreams you're you i'm of the mind that we're all here for a reason we were all put here to do something great you see people achieve their greatness you're like damn how'd you do that and you follow them you want you want to see how they did it you want to follow their life journey that's just it's that's how life is low-key so you can have a particular feeling about it and not enjoy it but again it's, it's not really up to you not for real for real if you have the whole attitude of I'm, i don't care about the effects of my actions because i'm not a role model or to separate it like to talk about the original question like I need excuses made for me with this massive platform I have and my actions. I feel like it depends on what you do. Say you're a singer, for example. I, should, I feel like you shouldn't be able to like tour and things like that. Like you shouldn't be able to be put up in front of these massive crowds with influence. Like if you're a talk show host, you shouldn't be able to have that talk show. That's just like how I look at things as someone that's like grateful for the small things that I have. I just feel yeah. like you just shouldn't be able to have that level of influence. You're, so hold on, you're saying you think they shouldn't have that level of influence if they don't care about their actions? That's, if, what, you, that's what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. If they don't care about their actions, if they don't care about the effects on people. Then, yeah interesting that heavy. we're just being like collectively ghastly on the fact that like we're sold that these are the qualities we should like embody as people with like being selfless and caring and all that but then in actual society that's not what's rewarded and i feel like that's exactly what we're talking about here too because yeah of course we want our role models or these people with influence to have to to be good people or whatever but that's not what's actually rewarded Fact. you know what i'm saying like it's not like no. the more you like fuck up the more you're gonna get some type of acclaim and everything like that because that's what everyone's gonna report on then you get the spotlight then the best currency in america to have is attention so then you have the attention and then you turn that attention into something else but it's like you basically have like it's just it, being good's not rewarded like it's really not
No, you're absolutely right. Look, think, think about our vision. If if one of us wanted to go against the vision and do something fucking wild, yeah, we would, it would benefit off, us. We pop, pop off so much faster. But that's Facts. not where our interest lies. To speak to what you're saying, it's true. Like it's, that's just very frustrating. Good. <laughs> it's just how is having good morals like something that like holds you back? Like that's yeah, really it's, crazy. It's crazy. Nobody listen. You somebody told me a while ago. When I was, I think I feel like this was right after the Chloe and Chris Brown collaboration happened. Somebody was like, "Maya, people don't like seeing you stand on your beliefs because it reminds them that they're putting theirs to the side." I was like, <laughs> "That rejection's real. That's that's a crazy projection." <laughs> I was like, "God damn! I never thought about it that way." It was like because sometimes people just don't feel like caring, or they or they. They know other people aren't going to care. Christopher Maurice still has a thriving career. We'll get there. Let's just do that now. Well, might as well. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah transition right well. into transition. It. So yesterday with the whole, if y'all y'all that aren't aware, there was this Tanache interview where the interviewer asked uh, her if she regretted working with, they asked if she regretted working with R. Kelly and Chris Brown. What was to this? Which, it was Zach saying. Oh. Yes. So then Tanache pretty much said yes but a lot of what she said got completely misinterpreted because of how the question was asked. It like married R. Kelly and Chris Brown together. And then she talked about them separately and whatever. Anyway, words got misinterpreted. All she said essentially was <laughs> that she didn't want Chris Brown on that song specifically and her label made uh, her put him on that song. That's not even scandalous. We hear artists say that every day, basically. What reasoning behind that, it? She was like, it's a pop track. He does R&B, so I didn't necessarily see how he could be on the song. She didn't even say it, he sounded bad or anything like that. Like, she didn't drag she him at all. She dragged him for real. She did not. Exactly. She Like you're saying, she could have, and she didn't even drag him. Like, she just wanted a pop star on the pop record. Or just herself. You know, she right. just didn't see Chris Brown on it. Anyway, that then led Chris Brown to making these comments. I believe it was on Instagram, pretty much just dissing Tanache, saying like name five to what what's that like the what's that phrase everybody's saying now he with said the name whole, five Tanache songs or die or, or die or whatever. Everybody's dead. That's what he said. And then he also said something later on. I can't remember what he said, but he like doubled down and was just being disrespectful. He said he had a whole it, bunch of artists on her. Uh, we couldn't revive her career. She's had all these features and blah, blah, and she's still flopping, basically. Like, there you I, go. Oof. And so, um, <laughs> you know, we were texting about this a lot yesterday. I'm so um, sorry. I'm you know, so <laughs> sorry. I, this, oh, I can't wait for Maya to cook on this. <laughs> so we were texting about this a lot yesterday. It definitely brought up, I feel like, a lot of emotions in all of us in, in different kind of ways. So, Maya, I'll let you go first since you got all the energy around it. Bro, go ahead. First, first, first and foremost, I love Tanache. I've been following her for a while. Her artistic journey has been one of my favorites. Her last three projects have been some of the best music to come out in recent years. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> to do the most because i was really like excuse me what the what tanache makes music i listen and if you're a chris brown fan huh, god bless you i couldn't give a damn 
you have your feelings in the comments or whatever the fuck. Every song that I have been unfortunate enough to hear when I get in my car and don't plug in the aux quick enough sounds the same as the last. I haven't been involved in his discography since, you know, all of his horrific behavior. But from what I can see... Bro, I, is, bro is dropping 80-track album after 80-track And they're album. all interpolations of the last songs that so, he created. Very, very seldom are there new ideas, new sonic anything from what i did hear vocally he's deteriorated quite a bit i hear lots and lots and lots of auto-tune and reverb and different effects on his voice to make him sound good i don't know what y'all think this man is a marvel of but he is not and the fact that he would part his lips <laughs> to discuss anything involving tanache's groundbreaking art is baffling to me it's baffling to me Anything on her most recent projects, wash. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Shout out BB Angel. For real. Shout out BB Angel. Shout out 333. Shout out Songs For You. Shout out all Tanache's discography. She is an artist, sir. Mind, mm. mind yourself. Insecurity. It's just an insecure, small, small, insecure man who likes to tear down women. And I'd like to make one thing clear. I, I mentioned in passing enjoying jordan lucas's music shout out to jordan lucas for being a fucking idiot a fuck <laughs> uh, idiot sir that he that was a crazy said, video chris brown is the closest <clears throat> thing he's had to michael jackson in what were in what world in and, what and, world by the way the weekend's done more than chris brown in his career absolutely also people just need okay that's a whole different the topic but this whole like michael jackson the, comparison throw shade at the weekend too like in casual <laughs> like casually just be like forget about the week like what do you what's the point delusion after hours i listen please also the joiner thing he <laughs> the joiner video because i know you Maya, you had brought it up in the text and i hadn't watched it yet so i, I like went oh, and watched it later it on bad bro and it was bad and then he even said i'm not talking to fans i'm talking to celebrities which made me think he was talking about selena gomez did you see his instagram story Oh yes, no. I did see that. Yeah, I forgot it when I was just talking. He, he, he basically he shaded Selena. He shaded Selena. He because like Selena had Chris Brown playing in the background of some IG video or whatever, uh, and like he called her a hypocrite basically. Um, oh boy, bang! Listen, yeah. how you got on it? First of all, Chris ain't had no smoke for Selena. That's another thing. He always got smoke for a black woman. That's a different conversation. But how mm -hmm. you got more smoke for Selena than your so-called best friend? And he built me up and he helped my career. Like, it's the same conversation though, because it's this is what he does. He tears down black women. It's what he does. It's like insane. For, for it's insane. Tanasha ain't even say nothing bad. Selena Gomez and listen. No shades of Selena. Listen, I love your blush, girl. Hey. Um, but like she fully turned up her nose and then everybody was like, Oh, why'd she do that? And mama said, Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> she really said, Nigga, don't nobody care about you. Who cares? And he didn't have a word to say to her. He had nothing to say. And then Tanache mentions his his name because she was asked. Because she was asked and didn't even speak negatively. And you talking about she ain't got listen. This is speculation on my part. It's not tea. It's just my mind. I Something in my spirit, something in my spirit tells me he tried to go smack her hood and she said no. And he and his feelings. It's in my spirit. It's, just, mm -hmm. it's speculation. It's not based on any type of fact. But I know men like that. And and you you had a lot of energy for that one moment, sir. Like it, you was just waiting for her to say something so you could be in your bag. I dislike him very so the, strongly. The response was just not... 
It was um, not equivalent. That's what I'm saying. It was not a. It was not equivalent because even the way that she was talking about it, she didn't even say because they did X, Y, and Z. She yeah. spoke on it from like a eye perspective of like why she felt um like why it was labely, and she was talking about like her experience of like her label putting people on her songs, like even though she didn't want them on. Like that's literally like not. That's not even disrespectful. <laughs> like it's really not. Insecure and, and small, and takes any and every opportunity to shit on a black woman, and I and I don't like him. I, be grateful you have a career, sir. If I had done the things that you'd done, if I had lived the life that you had, and I was still touring and making music and having people back me up on the internet and such, I would be so tight lipped. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know I existed. Watch yourself. Be grateful. <laughs> like for real. I don't understand. I've never understood it. Um, I want him to stop talking. I want him to stop talking. And to all of you gremlins online who were in my mentions yesterday defending this man, I wish you exactly what you deserve because you are <laughs> uplifting and promoting that man and he has harmed many people. It's not drama, baby. It's dangerous. I, I consider him to be a dangerous individual. Sorry. It's been proven time and time again. Shut up, Christopher Maurice. And shut up, Jonah Lucas, too. Please, God. Like, who are you? I'm so sorry. Who are you, sir? Who are you? He's talking about some cancel me. Who are you? Never heard of you a day in my life until these men with sense spoke and uttered your name. <laughs> I, I just want to say... I was cooked. Yeah. Sorry. I, mean, she was, so I loved sorry. it. I loved it. Moment of silence, I guess. That's right. CB, six feet under. I so feel sorry. like, to Maya's point, she was talking about everyone being in her comments defending him. That was also my experience yesterday as well. Got the Tanache oh, follow. The the follow too, oh, yeah. Shout out to Tanache. She followed me yesterday. Shout out to Tanache. Oh, goat. yeah. Um, casual so a lot of my emotions yesterday as usual i i've talked about this on the podcast before how i like look at people's reactions to things right and like the discourse around stuff i, I have a lot of like passion around that so like looking at how everyone was reacting to it really just made me go like i was confused i was so confused because people act like like whether people rock with chris brown or not whatever i can't control people but mm -hmm. what's just really interesting in the discussion is like people act like they don't understand why other people may have a problem with chris brown that's the part i don't get like oh my god like, rihanna even rihanna forgave him and rihanna did that, a song with him like, rihanna is not the only person he's put his hands on baby you've been brainwashed because that man knows that y'all don't read and then he gets on his Instagram story. And <laughs> I just feel like all these people should have like Yo. Olympic medals. All these people should have Olympic medals. Real talk for all the mental gymnastics they do. Because. <laughs> Yo. Y'all can't read. He knows that y'all don't look deeper in the shit. That's why he gets online and tells you lies. Got on his story and said, if y'all gonna hold stuff against me, what happened I, when I was 17? First of all, he was 19. If y'all read, y'all would know that. And he's just sitting in line to y'all and y'all don't want to believe other people when they say this man has a history of abuse. We don't like him. 
Y'all are in his little bubble. Y'all up his ass in, in, in real press because y'all think he got, quote, unquote, good hair and he tall and light-skinned and got tattoos and can sing and do a fucking backflip. I'm tired. I'm so very tired. Y'all need to look inward. That backflip got, like, two years left. Bro. I'm, I'm just trying <laughs> I'm just, that I'm, March Madness backflip. I'm Chris Brown's aide. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, there's not much time left on that backflip. So <laughs> enjoy it while he's got it. Enjoy the backflip man while he can backflip. Just shut up when we're like, ew, get him out of our face. I was telling y'all this yesterday. Like, it's like, yeah, let's condemn Chris, everything he's doing. But I just want to zoom it out just so like, I don't, I feel like it's important to bring awareness to the big picture as well. I feel like at the end of the day, we have to understand that America creates abusers, right? Like America itself spawns abusers from everything from poverty, lack of health insurance, lack of resources to help out parents actually raise their kids right, lack of education, lack of all these different things directly or indirectly create abusers. And I feel like we have this glorification in America when it comes to things like individualism uh, and all these things that come from colonialism, like incarceration, violence, all this kind of stuff. And we really need to fix the thing that is creating all of these abusers or we're just going to be having this conversation over and over again and then when we're long gone my son is going to be having these same conversations on some 3d ar podcast <laughs> <laughs> talking about the same shit 40 years from now with somebody else and i feel like i i get really emotional about all the abuse like all of it i get really emotional about it I have a hard time showing it for whatever reason. Probably some type of toxic masculinity I got to release. But anyway, <laughs> it, it's it's this level of, and I don't know if y'all feel this, but I remember this distinct moment that disgusted me, like myself. There was like w when all this police brutality is happening. I remember there was one point I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw like a really like gruesome one that happened. And like, I didn't care. Like I, I was like numb to it from like seeing it so much. It like just felt like, and I feel that same way with like mass shootings. Yeah. Like I see a mass shooting and I'm like, oh, and I, I just like keep going. Shit it's is crazy, it, ain't it? No, but it's like real. an everyday occurrence. And so like that, like that's just, I, I get so defeated. And so like, that's where I'm currently at. I feel very defeated. I feel very numb. And I just hope that I'm not a political activist or anything like that. I don't necessarily know the steps in order to change these grand things that cause these problems. But I do think in the same breath when we condemn these individuals, we also have to zoom it out and continue to also condemn the systems that create them. Absolutely. It's conditioning, bro. It's simply, it's simply conditioning. And that's why I don't, listen, he be getting into all types of mess, but I only speak on Christopher if, if one of my girls are involved. I, I don't care otherwise, but, but taking those opportunities and holding people accountable and like you said, zooming out that lens as well. That's that's one of the steps we, we do to use that. Hold people accountable for actions. Make sure they understand why it's wrong. Do our best to make sure that we understand why it's wrong um, so that we can change the system ourselves. Because like I said, when we was texting, I was like, them people, they don't care. The more harm, more harm means more money. 
more money means more whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? So it really is like on some ground floor type shit. Like we down here, I'm going to call this shit out while I see it. I'm going to do that um, because that's all I can do. And that's how I keep myself from uh, feeling defeated. Even if I only do it like once a month or some shit, I'm going to open my mouth because y'all are insane. And I don't understand why certain people, certain things are being uplifted and, and not being held to task. So I definitely agree with you, though. Well, to speak to that, I bet yesterday, if you look up the numbers, I would place a fair amount of money on the fact that Chris Brown probably had a really good streaming day yesterday. Probably, yeah. And, and, and that just speaks to what you just said. But but y'all said it best. And I love when, when Bobby goes, big picture, Bobby. It's my favorite. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. Just over and over and over, right? Like, it, it, we're all in the music space, right? Like, I feel like it's at least once a week we go, oh, damn, now I'm disappointed in this person. And now I'm <laughs> disappointed Sexy Red, in this Sexy Red like, took a picture with Kodak Black. I saw that this morning. And right? somebody made, in the, in the viral tweet I saw, said, oh, fun's over. <laughs> it's just... I was like, God damn. Oh, they were like, please keep the rap girls away. It just from gets the, so the... disappointing. We're, we're, three, we're three shows in officially. We had a VMA live stream. But three shows in officially. We've done Cancel Culture. We've done connect like disconnecting yourselves from your favorite artists based on their actions today we just did this mental illness excuse you from if you have a massive platform like we don't stop touching on this exact category and it's because it's relevant and it doesn't stop it's always relevant you're right michael that's Absolutely. crazy yeah we're talking we talk about every <laughs> week true. every, every week, week we talk about this in a different way Man. it's not going to change if we don't though that's so we true just have to keep, we are it's going to be tedious and annoying there's only so much that we can do and I'm not, I, what's, what's that? I forget what the actual word is for it, but it's like when you're hyper aware that everybody else is having as complicated as an existence as you are, like we all have our own lives. Everybody's dealing with shit, but there's some stuff that connects us all men. And if you for can't sure. zoom out, like Bobby said, and see how these things are affecting everyone, like we need, we just need more people to do that. And it doesn't, you don't need to dedicate, shout out to the people who do dedicate their life to that shit. Cause that's a, that's a hard existence and love Very to all of y'all existence. activists on the ground and shit. It's a lot to deal with on a daily basis, but um, I do what's within my capacity to do. And I think that bigger picture is helping because it's, it, ugh, it's just really, really frustrating because how many times we're going to have this damn conversation in different exactly. ways. Like Michael said, how many times we're going to have this same conversation. It's just all about caring. Just care a little bit more, bro. Just, a, just, a, exactly we're talking about this this continuous thing right a big picture well let's bring race into it because we also have some interesting race topics this week so i so oh shit let's do it so drake came out with a song with scissor called slime you out right i'm on twitter so here's the thing before i react to a song i don't listen to previews i try not to see what people are saying about it or anything like that so i react to the song when I reacted to it, there was a lyric I saw that was like very questionable. I'm on Twitter. I'm seeing everybody talk about all these other lines. I see no one even talking about this line. I was like, hold on now. What, what's going on? So I tweeted about it. So Drake had a line. He said, I whipped and chained you like American slaves. And the idea of the wordplay there is like a BDSM wordplay. But then Wait, also what? like buying like a girl a car and like a necklace. That's like the what triple entendre with it. What yes. was the whole line? Because I didn't hear I, that. Beginning he part. said, you got my mind in a terrible place. I whipped and changed you like American slaves. Now, here's the thing with Drake. 
that like this just adds to it. Drake is Canadian. Like okay, Drake's Canadian. So him also saying like American slaves is crazy. Er, it was it would be crazy to begin with. It's crazier that he's Canadian. And then also, I, one of these things, like, well, I'm talking about I'm numb to things, right? When when that Pusha T disc came out and the cover was Drake in blackface. <laughs> I, like, you know, I, I'm just, I don't know. I, like, I'm like, that, oh, Michael? yeah, that's messed yeah, up. It's like Degrassi Drake, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I was like, you know, whatever. But then when you, like, marry that with, the, like, a line like this, it's like... It's just tasteless. I, I don't know. I, I'm not too, like, extremely, like, outraged by it or anything, but it's, like, bombastic side-eye. You know what I'm saying? This is definitely, like, I feel like, you know, you're the hip-hop guy in, in mm -hmm. the group here, and you're the one that came across this first. Do you think that he feels like, because he's so big, right? So mm -hmm. you think you're going to slip that in there and no one noticed? I don't understand what he was thinking. What do you think he was thinking? Do you think he thinks he's too big, that he's so big? He's untouchable. He could do whatever the fuck he wants, like write a line like that. If I'm being honest, I feel like when it comes to American slavery, it's absolutely acceptable for people to metaphor it, wordplay it, whatever. <sighs> like people don't give a damn. Yeah. Now, a if it was something like the Holocaust and people made a BDSM bar about the Holocaust, that's different. Like when it comes to like American slavery and like racist issues in America, like I see all the time how it's just fair game. Remember like you it said is, that it, in the other episode. That's you true. Did. I said that last week. You, you were like, you were like, nobody cares week. about offending black people. You could offend it, black people all day. And it's like, I don't even know, like just talking about bigger picture, like that's really just what it is to answer your question, Michael. Like it, I feel like anybody could really make a line like that. And like, even if a white person did it, like, I feel like they'd get like, he gave slap Zellia, on the wrist. He gave Zelia did that shit. Oh, yeah, I didn't. She had a ma that. she had a master and a slave line in one of her oh. songs, and it no, went no, like this. Did a whip, and then a whip, and then did. Oh no! In no, the music video, went like. No. Hold on, hold on. I gotta tell you something that's hilarious about that. So she had, she had a um. Did y'all see that freestyle where she was like? mumbling on stage and it was intelligible yes okay so what she's doing there y'all probably don't know this but that's a kendrick freestyle right and she's just like mumbling it and like throwing in lines or whatever and she said something about a master or whatever you're just talking about maya and the line in the kendrick thing is he's talking about being a runaway slave and that's yeah. what she replaced it with I was like, oh my God. That's but crazy. yeah, no one cares. Slap on the wrist, whatever. And like, yeah, we just saw these racist billboard tracks go number one and stuff. So I, I yeah, that's just to answer your question. Like, it's just a thing that's okay to do, I feel like. To your answer to the question, you're so on point because like you said, a, a white man does something racist, right? He just, a little slap on the wrist, little apology, little media training. Like he, he's good to go after that. But like if Kanye is anti-Semitic, if Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic, it is World War Three. The response is way different. They're also and, darker than Drake. And that too. And then also I want to say, I'm not saying there shouldn't be backlash for the anti-Semitism. I just want to clear that up 100%. Yeah, 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 Absolutely well, should in be. In case I'm just saying, make it equal. That, make that very clear. Just make it equal. That's all I'm saying. Like, Because we were talking about that with Kanye too last time about how prior to the anti-Semitism, he was doing anti-black stuff like- For years, yeah. A, a long time and no one cared. So the like, the, it's kind of the, the final straw, thing. the final straw was- Yeah, exactly. So, and like, this was literally in the same- like the whole anti-Semitism, I don't even know what to call it, like era, I guess. I don't know what else to Jesus, call it. Like that time. Era. I don't know, like that time period. Crazy. He did that um runway show 
where mm. he had like white lives matter on all the shirts. Yeah. Dad. And no one cared. <laughs> Nobody no one cared. Did they were like, oh, wow, Kanye, that sucks. It was like, passing, people thought it was, it was funny. News. It was passing news. People thought it was ironic and just like funny. <laughs> and, that, and that's in that same time span I'm talking about, like that week or two that he was doing all that. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's to answer your question. I feel like people could just get away with it. But then also... I know, Maya, you said you had wanted to talk about, there was like the whole, once again, this is a very continuous conversation. I see it all the time. The whole like, is Cardi black or not thing? Because um, like Cardi- She is not. She's not. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> right, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, tired. I'm very tired. Listen, is she Afro-Latina? Sure. That does not equate to blackness though. That means that she has African lineage and she has African facial features. She has she has African blood. That does not mean she's lived the black experience. I want you all to stop equating poverty with blackness because it's insulting and disrespectful because that girl lived a particular lifestyle. Y'all just automatically say, oh no, yeah, she's black. We're, we're, we're turning a corner from the standpoint of allowing, you know, Latinos to say the n-word and all that that used to be very very acceptable I feel like it still is in certain parts of the world New York <laughs> I feel like it was here too yeah in different I feel like areas, people didn't man. blink an eye like when I, I'm in I'm in Orlando Florida we got like a lot of diversity here with that and like yeah like when mm-hmm. I was in elementary school I feel like I didn't even know that was like a bad thing real I honestly I really we didn't. didn't either we I there was like listen we let the Latinos at our school say the N-word. We let like the two, three uh, white kids that was our, at our school yep. say the N-word because they used to wear Jordans and stuff. It's all <laughs> yep. time. No, for real. It's, it was all of that. But I want y'all to... that Cardi B literally said out of her mouth that she was not black. Y'all shoved that down her throat to the point that she adapted it. And now she says nigga in all of her songs. I've never approved of that. I've never enjoyed it. And Same thing with Takashi. <laughs> And blackness is more, blackness is just more than that. Like it's a lived experience. Her parents are not black. She did not grow up in a black household. She has not lived the black experience at all. Just because she was poor does not mean that she is black. Stop that. <laughs> it's, a, it's enough. Y'all can enjoy her, enjoy her music and uplift her without shoving blackness down her throat. She is not black. She is Afro-Latina and that's fine. And, and let her be that. She... She doesn't call herself that, right? It's her fans. She now, I feel like now she does, but I'm not even gonna lie. I haven't really tapped into Cardi like that personally in a while. So I don't know what she said, but I know I saw her on video say out of her mouth that she's not black. So I don't know where this whole conversation came from. Were y'all trying to say, oh yeah, she is black and make y'all feel better about the fact that she say nigga every 10 seconds? I think that's where it comes from. I think that's where it comes from. Like work on it. I want to I want to talk about this a little bit, and I, I don't want to be the last person to speak about this because this is not where I should be chiming in. I feel like um, I want to be very sensitive to everything you just said because you're right. That's the fact. You're right. I'm gonna speak to Cardi a little bit, and and this is speaking to Cardi, knowing that Cardi is not calling herself this, because if she is, and that's a huge problem. But I just want to speak to my Bronx experience, and I, I didn't wear this on purpose. I swear to God. <laughs> he's wearing a bronx shirt because <laughs> this is gonna sound like i'm playing devil's advocate but i don't want it to come off that way because i know what the truth is actually i'll bring it around i'll bring it around there's there aren't white people in the bronx the the literal population is 97 to 98 percent latino and black in the south bronx i should say in the south bronx that number might change a little bit as you go more north uh, but not that much. And and when people hear South Bronx and other parts of the Bronx, the Bronx isn't that big. You can get to the South Bronx 
from any other part of the Bronx in a 10 minute train ride. Growing up, I grew up in the Bronx, everybody. Born and raised, moved away from the Bronx when I was in my mid twenties. So I was there for a very long time. I can't emphasize enough the togetherness um, that you feel with everybody that you grow up with, the lived experience that we all share. This is where I do wanna bring it back by the end of this. The lived experience we share feels the same as we're growing up. It feels the same and it takes a while depending on who you are and when you remove yourself from the Bronx, it takes a while to realize that. I didn't realize that to my mid twenties. I'll give you guys examples of when I actually did realize that like lived experience, like we're all living in section eight housing. We're all living off of food stamps. We're all losing loved ones to gang violence. We're all, um, suffering environmental, uh, racism. Uh, I have asthma. It's because I grew up in the Bronx. It's because of toxic waste facilities and you're Two, you're at least two times as likely to grow up with asthma if you live in the Bronx, amongst other lung conditions. Simple things like street ball, right? Like we're all like outside balling because it's either that or you join a gang. Like literally it's one or the other. It took me, I don't even want to go on anymore. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to emphasize that point as much. What I want to emphasize is what I learned. And that's that when I left the Bronx and I finally saw things like Bobby, like big picture, I had to experience things like few times that i've been arrested we don't need to get into details because it's nobody's business but it's happened to me i did not experience any excessive force never and that's because i can pass as white if i choose i've done it on job applications and i'm not proud to, to say that but i have because it says hispanic or latino or it says african-american and i just know that i got a better shot if i check white it took those experiences and there's a specific experience that happened to me too i mentioned that i worked in restaurants and i was the general manager so i was the first person in the building First person in the building. I'm the only person in the building one day. Every restaurant, there's an alarm that you have to decode when you walk in, like any building. And I'm in the office, I have headphones on, and I must have messed up the, the key code on the alarm. And cops come through, and they just like walk right, I left the door unlocked, so they just walk right in, they walk all the way to the back where I am, they got guns drawn, because mm. they shot, because they shouted out to me a couple times. They shouted, like they said, like, is anyone here, is anyone here? I didn't hear any of this, because I got headphones in. And they put like they get to, the way that i was sitting there was no way for me to see them until the very last moment i turn around and there's like two cops with guns in my face and i felt no fear mm. no, none wow and <laughs> oh shit wait 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 God. i felt fear just hearing the story no, no, no bro <laughs> bro, my chest, my that's, chest, dog. That's crazy. That's my whole point is that it took those experiences amongst educating myself, um, amongst unfortunately getting to 2020 and having things be like things that have always been happening, but things come to the forefront of the media finally. It took those experiences to smarten up and not be like these Cardi B fans that are uneducated and uninformed, I should say. So I just wanted to share that as somebody that grew up exactly like Cardi B. It's really irresponsible to say some of the things that y'all are saying. I, I'm so, I'm so stuck on that story, dog. I, I'm going to piggyback off of that because I know you said you didn't want to be the last one to speak on it. And yeah. Because I had, while you were talking, I also had remembered that the reason why this conversation got brought up again about Cardi is she had a, a video saying, um, talking about rap, saying that it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for my culture. Big picture again here. I think this is kind of what's happening with race in America right now. So I don't know if a lot of viewers know this, but race was not a concept until white people made it so. 
for political power in America. Like the idea of it didn't exist. Usually people got segregated through religion. That's what, that's usually what it was. And then so then you have white people, you have black people, and that's kind of how race relations started. So white people determined if you were black, right? Like if they said you were black, you were black, right? So now fast forward, as this reclamation have like like this reclaiming happening because it, it, it used was the opposite way. Like a lot of people have a problem with the whole one drop rule, right? Which is like, you know, you got one drop of black blood and you're black, all that kind of stuff. Once again, stemming from slavery. Now people are kind of fighting against that because they're like, well, are you really? That doesn't necessarily mean you've had the black experience, this and that and the third, kind of like Maya was talking about. But then kind of you talking about the Bronx, I feel like there's a, I'm gonna speak, well, it's a lot of things black people do culture wise, but musically, like our culture musically gets taken from us like time and time and time again, all the time, you know, rock, jazz, even country. Now like rap is Talk about it, EDM, that's us too. Exactly. And then like Beyonce just reclaimed that with Renaissance, but then you got like, let's be, okay. Okay, I'm not going to make this a gigantic point, but an example of hip hop kind of being taken from us is that they're saying that hip hop is going to downfall, but they don't count K-pop and what Bad Bunny's doing is hip hop. There's a lot of pop and black influences in those genres. They but anywho, study they study K-pop is hip hop. K exactly. They study and us. That's like, what they I train, train it to Tanache. And yes. everybody else over there. Yeah. And I don't know what the genre Bad Bunny does is, but that's 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 hip hop. It's, you know? yeah, like, yeah. It blurs the lines. 100%. It's a subgenre. So like yeah. when you're talking about the Bronx, so when you're talking about hip hop, there's like a huge like hip hop is black culture, which it is. But it was born in the Bronx and there was a huge impact by Latinos in hip hop as well, which is that that's what I think Cardi was saying. And I do feel like that's true. I do feel like there was a lot of birth, like from the birth of hip hop, it was very like black and Latino based because I think I could be wrong. Y'all can fact check me or comments or whatever. Also for people that don't know, hip hop when it was born was not a musical genre. It was Mm. a lifestyle that was accompanied through music, through fashion, through dance, through art, like graffiti and everything like that. Rap came from hip hop. Exactly. And so... I'm pretty sure that there was a lot of graffiti artists and break dancers that were Latino that kind of like got stuff moving. Like, I, I do feel like there was a big impact there. I'm not necessarily sure on like the DJing and rap part, but I do know on the break dancing and graffiti part, there was a gigantic Latino influence. And so kind of like what you're talking about with the Bronx, I don't think it is right to take the Latino impact out of hip hop. But I think people get scared of black culture once again getting ripped away from us and not us getting our fair um, like recognition for what we're bringing to the table cu- culturally. So I feel like there's a lot going on there. I was but like, yeah, I'm I just not gonna I wanted to say that. Watching the VMAs, I was like, oh, Fat, Fat Joe's Latino now? Yeah, that's different. He been what about nigga, Fat Joe? He's been saying nigga for years. He's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I... Light skin line, and now he's... I'm like, oh, he's claiming Latino now. Interesting. Like, you know how, like, the kids <laughs> nowadays, like, first heard uh, that Ja Rule and J-Lo joint where she said nigga on there? And, like, there's, like, a huge backlash of J-Lo saying it. I was like, this was not... Like, I did not know... <laughs> They were real that, smart with the camera problem. angle too. They ain't show her on camera saying. Nigga. And first of all, like, J- and, then, and then you see it, her face. <laughs> hey, if we're being real, 
J-Lo just lip synced it because Ashanti's the one that said it. Oh, T, T. Yeah, we knew that. We knew her, baby. We knew it's true, that. Though. With all these topics that are so, like, divided on the side, I feel like there's a lot of nuance that's always lost. That's the only thing I will say about the Cardi thing that I feel like that's what she was talking about. Kind of like Michael's talking about, like, the Bronx culture, like, is a thing especially when it comes to hip-hop like that's that's i feel like that's true but then with all the history of stuff that we're talking about with all the stuff with cardi and everything like yeah it gets really it gets really murky there she can shout out the bronx and its impacts on hip-hop and different things but stop calling that woman black she's not black y'all are you that is so dismissive and it's just really disrespectful to me you could call she is afro-latina that is perfectly fine that that is her identity but she is not a black woman so stop i also have a question is <laughs> is that just a twitter thing or do like people in real life think cardi no black? they think she they I don't know, to be quite honest with you. I don't know, but I know that they ain't got no problem with her saying N-word. They ain't up with that. That's, like, okay, that's her. true. So that's like, true. I don't know, but there is a lot of people online. It's like, y'all leave Cardi alone. She black. I was like, she not. She's not. <laughs> Did she grow yeah. up in the hood? Probably, yeah. That doesn't mean that she's black. Stop doing that. You can, like you, like you said, Shared lived experiences can be just that. There can be camaraderie. There can be community. There can be an understanding that like, we all went through this same situation. But when we step out of this space, when Michael said he ain't have no fear. Yeah, that was... <laughs> nothing. Yo, no I, fear. Listen, with guns like, I, in your face. Nothing. I was like, they're not going to shoot me. They're just here to check up. Wow. He said they just here to check up. They're yeah. not wow. going to shoot me. Can it's you different. imagine? It's Can different. you imagine? I, I cannot. Uh... I see, I see red and blue lights Ooh. and I immediately start shaking. Dead ass. It's a real thing. It is this reminds me of um, the end of Get Out when the cops come. Oh my God. And bro. I feel like the oh, way, shit. Oh, shit. like the way, Jordan Peele is a genius because he I feel is. like the response from the white crowd was so different from the response from the black crowd. Because when the cops show up, we knew it was trouble. Yeah. We're like, yeah. oh my God, they're going to think it's his mm -hmm. fault. Blah blah blah, and then other people were like, "Oh, they're they're saved. He saved. He's saved. <laughs> yes, dead ass. Like, yes. No, <laughs> no. That's wild. And like, yeah. So I feel like that's a great example of that too. Like, when I, they hopped out. Yeah. It was him. It was like niggas was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it was his boy, yeah, yeah. Victory. We good. We good. Shout out know. Jordan Peele, though. Oh my god, that, that is guy. such a good point because I definitely saw Get Out at Magic Johnson Theater, and then I went and saw the I Pick, which is my little my little luxury spot. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the white people were like, oh, yay. Like, <laughs> yay, oh, my God, no, the police is here. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, the we live in this a different world. It's a it really different is. world. So when I see people saying stuff like that, it's hard not to take it personally. I'm like, please don't. There's so much. There's so much that comes with being a black person in general, just living life that I'm like, don't diminish it. Don't do that. Cause, cause you're going to cross. You're just going to make people confused. And we trying to unconfuse people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, it's a whole, yeah. like, this is a new phenomenon. Like us being like, oh yeah, no, our culture is not a costume. You can't come over here, hop over here whenever you like and, and, and bounce around and twerk and things and then leave and go back to Malibu. I'm sorry to use Miley as an example. <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt that hurt me personally. I love Miley so much. Yeah. But that that shit fucked me up. I was like, girl. And, and I, that and this is the new this is the new space that we're navigating. Like you can appreciate what we create because we create a lot. 
You know what I'm saying? You can acknowledge what black people do for culture in general. We worldwide. I love saying that. <laughs> we love, our, our culture is worldwide. They in Korea right now dancing to Tanache and The weekend and everything else trying to get their moves tight. You know, they want to be... <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? We, we have created something so beautiful out of such a fucked up existence that I take it personally and it's important to preserve. It's important to preserve and understand you can you can come over here and see what we got going on, but don't think you're going to come over here and snatch shit. It's not happening. Not anymore. I won't let it happen. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> I, won't let, I won't let it happen, dog. We have fought for too much. We yeah. have fought through too much to carve out space for ourselves. And, and I hate... It's a double-edged sword because I'm like... Damn, it is kind of cool seeing like so many people like across the world appreciate what we've created, what we've cultivated. But at the same time, it's like, wait, wait, wait. We fought for this. We made this and ask permission. Come correct. Come with a sense of reverence and respect. And then maybe it'd be a different conversation. But unfortunately, I've seen Cardi B call black women all types of monkeys and cockroaches and all types of things that I don't enjoy. So no, there's been very little respect shown by her specifically for, uh, for black women that I've seen. So it just, it, it heightens it even more. I'm like, dog, no, stop. That's last word. I ain't following up shit. <laughs> All right, New York Post article. <laughs> this is just this is just funny. Millennial and Gen Z woman find partners listening to Joe Rogan's podcast a red flag. Is a poll taken? They poll over a thousand people, ages eighteen to thirty-four. This is a Bay Area poll, I believe. I uh, just want to point that out for anyone wondering. And it didn't stop at Joe Rogan. There's a lot of different questions here, like. Would you date somebody who was a MAGA Republican? 76% of women said no. 59% of men I don't said, believe that statistic. No. which, which part I, of I don't believe agree? that statistic at all. That's a bunch of bullshit. What, I what, think there's what, plenty of women that do it. I'll, so you think it's a lower I, number than... Think I think it's definitely high. lower than... Set, like 70-something percent said no. 76% said no, I would not date a MAGA. But like, didn't like 60 or 70% of like white women vote for Trump? <laughs> so I don't, I don't believe that yeah. statistic at all. It's mm -hmm. a good point. One big takeaway from this lit from this poll is men are really dumb. <laughs> Agreed. Yo, really, really Agreed. dumb. They they have much lower standards, significantly lower standards. What what um like what are you like what's backing that up? Like what are you looking at? Like what, okay. what's the poll or statistic or whatever? Well, just things like the MAGA thing, like they're significantly low, like they have a much higher threshold for allowing, you know, the dating of a MAGA, according to this. What poll was their anyway. percentage? Fifty nine. So almost half of men are like, oh, I'm good, it's all good. I feel mm -hmm. like that's the, I don't I don't know. I, I know it's a poll and everything, but I feel like I feel like there'd be more men that would forgive that. Worse. They wouldn't give a damn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I believe that. Well, they don't. They don't give a damn if you listen to Joe Rogan. They don't give a damn if you're conservative. They are into astrology. Forty-one percent of men said they would not date a woman that's into astrology. <laughs> what? What? I'm not in that group. My brothers hate that shit. They hate every time I talk about but, anything astrology. Okay, I don't. I, I don't like astrology. I don't really mess with it personally, right? But like. 
It's not a red flag, though. Like, why is it a red flag? They just don't like being categorized. It's like, oh, what's your sign? They're like, I'm not telling you because you're already going to think that I'm a particular way and I'm not. I'm I'm different. Yeah, yeah. But then we end up being correct. So, okay, my, <laughs> would you deny a partner based on their astrological sign? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I feel like that's a yes. No, 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 yes. No, listen to me. It's a yes. <laughs> Let me explain my It's a low key yes. No, I'm, I'm crying. It's a, um, a high it's a high key. Yes. No, listen, listen, listen. Okay, so shout out to Josh Levi. Oh my god. <laughs> I I interviewed him for my podcast, Key with Kiyoshi. But obviously, like he's attractive. My friends were like, oh my god, he's so cute. I was like, it's the way it didn't even cross my mind because my ex is literally a Josh. A Libra. They're both yeah, Libras Libra. and named Josh. So I was like, yuck. Yick. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so sorry. It's the way I try to avoid Libra men with every ounce of my being. Um, so because yes. because the ones that I've met, no, listen, I, I I've talked to them since my ex Libra men and things. I've enjoyed a couple. Our energies align in certain ways, but in certain ways they do not, and it's very <laughs> consistent. It's very it's scarily consistent. Did you give an answer? <laughs> <laughs> I would not deny. <laughs> would I be apprehensive? Maybe, but I would not outright <laughs> deny. I would be like, "Oh, you're a Libra. Oh, okay, we can. T- we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. We'll mm-hmm. talk." But I, you know die. what? It'll be in the back of my mind of like this fucking Libra. You know what? <laughs> is there is there um an astrology dating app? Yeah, no, there should be. Hey, that listen, crazy. Some Foster exclusive. Hey, cut this out. Imagine if Tinder put a filter based off of like astrology signs. Yeah, there'd be some swiping. Imagine yeah. if you could do well. Y'all don't know much about astrology, but like put in all of your chart information so they can find you matches based on your entire birth chart would be crazy. And I feel like it would work. I don't know if I'm a skeptic, but anytime like you gotta put in that much data for something, I feel like it's gonna be racist somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. I just feel like I need your birth time, Michael. I need the location of your birth. All of the you. all of all of these information is on your birth certificate. That's another thing. Men think that women who are in astrology are just crazy. Cause I you can't go up, especially like on a first date or a first encounter, be like, so what time were you born? <laughs> Like, no. like, like niggas would be like that they like it gives red flag immediately that, it's like what time are you born i want to know everything about like i feel like the day you were born in the stars that's a good if point. i was if i was talking to a girl like on a first date and they were trying to like profile me based off of my astrology i feel like i'd be like mm, i, I don't know like the third or fourth day <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm gonna get that I, chart though i'm gonna get so you, <laughs> I feel like I'd be uncomfortable. I'm going to get that information. It's just fun to me. Like Some, some people are, enjoy sports and other it's things. Like, I enjoy astrology. Because it's, it's cool. It, stuff doesn't line up all the time. Go. But when it does, you're like, yeah. And a lot of the time it does. Like I'm not even lying to you. A lot of men also just don't like when they're right about certain things. Because I've encountered that with a couple of men as well. Like I read them their charts and they were like, 
Oh no, yeah, that's true. I'm like, yeah. I have this like movie scene in my mind. It's like a rom-com and it's like you're at a dinner table, you're at, you're at your first date and then you have the camera and it's looking at the guy and it's like inside his mind and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get it in tonight. And then you go over to the girl, she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get that birth chart tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Me, me. <laughs> I feel like there's more important things like there's things that are not on here that should be on here like like what kind of porn do you watch like because there's, there's a lot of problematic porn that's like, very true no, legit there's a that's lot of very like, true what, like, what are you stroking to because there's a lot of shit out there that you that I need to know if you're that this is what you're watching that should be part of your first day questions what are you stroking it to I, I was just thinking about last porn. week with the whole AI meditation I'm not gonna go there this week. <laughs> I'm not. Can I? Uh, can I? Can I take this fun topic and make it a little deep? Sure. Why not? Right. Okay. Because I am a guy, right? So I just go on a date, and I'm just on the date. But I have to ask: Does getting the astrology information provide a sense of safety? Because essentially, you're kind of like having an idea before you have an idea of who the person is based on like all the astrology stuff. it shows it shows a willingness to you know if i'm interested in this thing even if mm -hmm. you're not necessarily like interested in it completely if if it's a something that i engage in off top it shows me like oh he's willing to like be down with like the little shit i like and like gotcha. maybe i'm not into basketball but i'll go watch some basketball shit with you you know it's just an it's just an interest. It's just an interest. Mm -hmm. So when men time. men immediately dismiss it, like, "Oh, you weird. You a witch, bitch," or like something. No, that makes along sense. Along those lines, it's like, okay, relax. Like you like hockey. Okay, so I had the pleasure of seeing Victoria Monet live in concert for her first ever headlining tour, the Jaguar tour, on Friday. Her first stop was in D.C. And I, I, I've said this so many times. I tweeted it the other day. I was like, listen, concerts are another form of church for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I go, I go, I sing. I live in the moment. I enjoy myself. There is nothing greater to me. My favorite thing about music is live performance. I feel like it's a completely different art form, which is why I say that all artists are not performers. I consider them to be separate. Because you can make in, you can make incredible art, you can make incredible music, and get on a stage and not be able to move a crowd. It's very possible. I feel like people have seen it. Like sometimes their artists will like have a bad night or like you know not sing the way that they expect them to, and they're like, oh, I didn't really enjoy this. But they'll still go back and listen like to their music because the music's good. You know, I feel like there's a whole different classification of people who are artists and performers. Um, and I was just curious what y'all thought about that because I feel like I don't know how controversial this is to say. Some some of the most popular people. Um, <laughs> He's waiting for you to say it. Go nah. ahead, say it. Nah, just say no, it. I don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know what she's gonna say. Genuinely. Oh, genuinely. Oh, yeah. it's 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 a fine line. I feel like, and performance can be quality of performance, and things can be different for everybody. I feel like, especially if there's lots of hype around the artist, or like you really love this artist, you might just be happy to see them standing there. You might not need shit else. You know what I'm saying? But if you. <laughs> Was that, was that subliminal? I don't know. No, I'm not even talking about nobody specific. Not in this moment. Um, but I see people like Drake standing on stage eating a sandwich 
And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this isn't a performance to me. You're just an artist standing on stage singing your songs and you might sound good or whatever, but performance, putting on a show, creating a world. Like I say that all the time, my girls are world builders. They get on stage and they tell a story. The way Victoria Monet broke that damn show down had me, I was just beside myself. I was like, please, like she's one of our generational artists, I believe. She's one of the best in our generation. She's going to go... Mm, and I'm not exaggerating because she studied performers. She studied Janet Jackson. She studied some of the legends as far as like what they do on stage. She dances. She engages with the audience. And I just feel I just feel like there's there should be separation between conversations like that. When we're talking about artistry, I'm like, you could you could be an incredible artist, make incredible music. But if you hit that stage and I feel nothing, I'm not going to call you a performer. You a great artist, though. I feel like that about a lot of people. Uh, I, feel, I feel like we should flesh that out as we talk more and more about. I feel like we, we I feel like we owe it to the listeners to flesh out I, the specifics <laughs> of what right. we're talking about here. Because I have, I'm curious. Because all right, I'm gonna. You know what? Maybe Most of I, it is just the men. A lot of it is just the men. There's I'm like. There's a couple men that like I feel like are good performers, like Tyler the Creator. I think Kendrick Lamar has had some pretty good performances as well. But a lot of the most future gets on stage and walks around. I've never seen him hit a two step off. That one performance were Offset did choreography. Was that Offset or Quavo? I don't know, but it was a offset. live performance. Yeah, he was a background for, dancer for Whitney Houston. or like Whitney Houston. Yeah, but yeah. it showed, and I was like, see. I wouldn't be mad at that if that was taking place all of the time. You ain't got to do too much, but putting effort into the way that you put on a show, it just should be I, commended. It should be commended. I was like, yes, sir, you ate that one thing. <laughs> he yeah. ate that one thing. I, okay, I was thinking about this, right? Because we were watching the VMAs, and I mean, this is a topic that, as far as like the men not performing well, right? And I'm thinking about, I'm like, like why? Like, what's good? Like, why, right? And then I realized something. I feel like when you're a guy, now this is stereotypical and it's it's not for everybody, obviously, but I'm just saying, when you're a guy and you're in front of a crowd and they're like hyping you up, I feel like there's this cultural response of being like playing it cool. Like, I'm that guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm that dude. I feel like that plays into the performance aspect because I feel like when women perform and there's like a, like a lot of people hyping up, like y'all go in, y'all like outwardly express it. I feel like, okay, basketball, Michael, like with basketball, when Kobe's going in or LeBron's going in, they don't go crazy. Like, it's like this calm, cool, collected thing. I don't know. Yeah. I it, This is just a thought experiment. It, no, it was true. something I was thinking of. And it's just like, I wish that's how, like, I wish that's not how it is. Because I've been to, like I said, I've never been to like a, a, a concert where people are singing and it's like a, a show outside of like Kendrick's concerts are very like theatrical. Kanye concert I went to was a lot like it was like a lot of the stage and everything was doing a lot of the work of the show. It was like the one where he was like floating across. Um but the best rap shows I've seen are in like intimate settings, right? Like I liked Kendrick's show in the small club I saw him in before he was famous. That's my favorite Kendrick show I went to. And I like went to his damn concert and all that kind of stuff. But there's something like with rap specifically and a small venue that I feel like it's just better. 
I don't think like rap does well on like a stadium stage or an arena stage. I don't think it does as good, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think it's the same experience. The energy's different. And, it is. And the crowd is closer. And it's just it's just more intimate in general. I agree with you from that yeah. standpoint. And like I don't know, because like I'm saying, this is I've only seen rap, so I don't know if that correlates to things like pop or R and B or anything like that. Like if it's better in like a smaller venue. But all I know is I remember this one time I saw Big Sean in this small club. And this guy, y'all know the song like All Me with Drake? Stay true, that's all me. Yeah, all yeah, me yeah. for real. And then like Big Sean, when he comes in, he like interrupts Drake hook, Drake's hook, and he's like, Oh, shut the fuck up. And that, that's how his verse starts. This man climbed on top of the speakers and like he was up there. He's like, when this comes on, I need y'all to be as loud as you can. And then he was like, oh, shut. And then he just started jumping on it. And it was like the hypest thing I've ever seen in a concert. Like, like it was fire. And it's like, I don't think that would have been as hype on like an arena stage. Like, I feel like even the level of a small, uh, a small club, even the level of energy you just said. I feel like doesn't translate because that sounds excited to me. That doesn't sound Very cool excited. and cool and calm and collected to me. That sounds like you're engaging the audience and you're you're moving and Facts. you got a particular energy. It's that cool, calm, collective shit that I'm just like, sir. Okay, so the cool, calm, collective thing. Are we? We're only talking hip hop, right? Because every every male pop star I think of is a great performer. Oh, well, I'm trying to genuinely think of a of a popular male pop star and the ones that come to mind, I've I've seen most of them actually. I do all, think pop is different. Are all really great performers. Who have you seen male pop stars that that you feel like are good performers, Michael? I've seen Bad Bunny. He's incredible. Okay. Um I've seen Harry. He's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. I've seen BTS. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, we know what they do. I haven't seen Bruno Mars, but I know that he goes nuts. Yeah, I think pop is different. Also, what I was saying, I'm not saying what I was saying is like a truth. I just do think it's a quality that I've seen. And I was wondering if it did play into the idea. I guess it I guess it just kind of is hip hop. Like when we're talking about like someone like Future or whatever, these rappers just kind of getting up there. And honestly, they don't even rap anymore. They just have like their background track playing and they like do ad libs to their own songs. Like, and yeah, I was just wondering if that might play into that. I do feel like it's a thing. I, I do yeah. feel like it's a thing a little bit. Out of the concerts I've seen, I've never seen a rapper kind of like how we saw like on the VMAs and them just like walking around. I've never seen that. I've seen Big Sean, Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, Kanye, Tyler the Creator, Jaden Smith. I feel like they all brought like a crazy amount of energy uh, in the concerts. And I've seen a couple of them like multiple times. Um, you need to go see the girls. It also could just be, it, it could also be bias uh, and, and me uh, being irritable about the fact that my girls aren't on bigger stages because they can handle yeah. bigger stages and put on huge shows because I've seen them do it. Like Bobby said, in small rooms, and I'm like, this needs a bigger stage. I've never really looked at any time. When I saw Tyler, I've seen Tyler live twice. He's, uh, he's, Tyler's good. It's my husband. Special. But his, his, his special. His mm. energy is different. I've seen him on bigger stage, and I'm like, yeah, I like this on a bigger stage. But aside from that, not really. Every woman that I've seen, I've been to so many concerts, but all the girls that I've seen, more is expected from women in general when it comes to performance. Sure. And, and that and that's the other part of it. I'm like, y'all, all y'all do is talk shit about what the girls are doing, and these men can do whatever and y'all don't talk about them drake was eating a sandwich on stage the other night 
<laughs> Let a girl get on stage and do that, and y'all gonna be like, "What the fuck is this? This just not the same." But standard. see, that's kind of what I'm talking about, as far as like, oh yeah, he's so cool, he could just eat a sandwich on stage, and like it's a th- that. Not I'm just giving the example of like that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, that, but also not while you shitting on girls over here like Tanache and and all the other girls who are really getting on stage and busting their ass. I don't want to hear about Drake and his sandwich. I don't want want to hear about that. I don't want you to compare. I don't want you to part your lips and say anything in regards to performance because these are the performances that you just allowed to exist. And y'all don't see nobody dragging future ever about his stage performance, but I went to sleep. When I saw him, <laughs> I, I also him I, I want to say this about hip hop, which I feel like also gets left out a little bit when it comes to performing. When you actually go see a lyricist perform, it is a way different experience because, like, seeing Ooh, in person, like when you have the breath control to like actually rap your verse in person, it's like like when you see I don't know like y'all seen like DNA you you've heard DNA by Kendrick anybody y'all heard yes. DNA. Yeah, that second verse where he's going in, like when he spits that live and he's actually rapping it, it's like impressive and like the energy comes across. Mm-hmm. And like that's what I'm saying, like where it's so different now, where you have people aren't like, look, we're talking about you were talking about like a uh, crowd um, energy and stuff like that, like being able to what what'd you say that the girls do, um, move like the move road. the crowd, right? Yeah. So like that's what MC was originally meant to do because people went to Woo! a concert to see the DJ. That's why you went to the concert. Then they introduced the MC to hype up the DJ, right? And it was to get the crowd moving and to hype everything up for the DJ. And then like rap kind of evolved from that. But like the idea of like actually like MCing and moving the crowd and stuff is like dying. Like the art of that is dying. And I think that's another reason when we're talking kind of about like new rap performers and i see old heads talk about this all the time like in the rap scene that have been around for a long time just like the art of performing in hip-hop is like dying like someone needs to rejuvenate it like it's just Mm. it doesn't hit the same like all the people i'm talking about all came out like early 2010s right and like it's it's been like the last like five or six years where like yeah the performance has died and then on the other hand you have like the raging crowd like travis scott and playboy cardi and stuff like that who honestly the way i've never been actually i have seen travis live because he opened up for kendrick when i went but anyway like when he's like doing his festivals and stuff like that it's like it's rap but the experience seems more like rock like mm-hmm. like a heavy metal rock experience and it's yeah. like and it, like that's that it, it feels like there's a lot of like suburban kids <laughs> who <laughs> <laughs> there's no the way you're telling there, he said suburban kids <laughs> and I'm from suburban I I grew up in the suburbs but anyway As did like, I, so, yes. suburban kids who you know there's no like hardcore metal rock in the mainstream and it, I feel like it's kind of like the Travis Scotts and the Playboy Cardis are kind of filling that void of like mosh pitting and going crazy and shit like that. But it's like, I watched Playboy Cardi perform like on Twitter and stuff, right? And he literally doesn't rap his songs. Like he literally just goes crazy on stage, says an ad lib here and there, and just screams a lot into the mic. 
So where does, that, where does that energy come from then? Like from the crowd? Like what what are they getting into? Like what's hyping? Like them it's up? like the like just the, the music, beat. It's the music. Yeah, yeah. It's and the we, instrumental, and then like with Cardi and Travis and stuff. Like they like they do bring a lot of energy on stage. Like they're jumping around. They got like stuff going on on stage and all this kind of stuff. And like I was saying, like with Playboy Cardi, like he's like screaming like Lincoln Park and shit like up on the stage, and <laughs> like it brings a lot of energy. But at the same time, it's like when we're talking about the emceeing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I was talking about, like with Nikki at the awards. Like she was like one of the only rappers. Well, actually, it wasn't just Nikki. It was like the whole like 50th, like the anniversary thing they were doing with hip hop. It's like all of them were finally rapping without like any type of background vocal. You know what I'm saying? Like LL did his thing. Wayne came out. Nikki did her thing. Uh, DMC, like all, like they were, they were just rapping, right? And then even like at the beginning, they had like the beatboxing and like Slick Rick was out there and stuff. Anyway, I feel like the art of that is dying if we're like separating art from performance. Shout out to Dochi. Oh yeah. Shout out Dochi to Dochi. Shout out to Doja. Shout out to like the girls are performing Lotto. I saw Lotto when she opened up for um for Lizzo, and and I was very surprised. I was like, yeah. oh, this girl putting on a show. And I don't even necessarily listen to Lotto like that. But I was like, oh, she's a performer. I could I could put her like in that category. And I was like, all the girls. The girls like, are the best performers in like, the rap space by right now. Far, for sure. By far. By far. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. want that to be acknowledged. They're the I, ones keeping the game interesting right now. <laughs> the women always come with it. And they don't just come with it like as far as the energy and and getting a crowd part of the performance but like the visual sets of and design of the stage i feel like they always just have their finger on the pulse of like exactly how they want this the set to match the energy of their show it just always matches visually and aesthetically it's like the whole theater kid thing like being a guy in like a theater program is like and like it's like people see it as like embarrassing listen speak for yourself no, 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 I'm, I'm talking about culturally. I'm talking about like culturally. Theater man. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> right. I, but I am right about that, right? No, no, you're correct. It's a, it's a, oh, you're trying so very hard. It's like, no, I'm just mastering my craft. Why don't you That's learn what I'm that? saying. And I feel like the <laughs> whole like that. dancing and all that kind of stuff, like, unless it is some type of like hip hop dancing, it's kind of like looked down upon. Oh my uh, God, like in American culture. Exactly. So I feel like. That definitely plays a role in, I feel like, American men being able to, like, perform, you know, in the way that, like, BTS can. Um, Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking as to, like, uh, I guess I do just try to, like, zoom it out. I'm just trying to think, like, okay, what is it? Like, what led to that? It's all connected in my mind. And, you know, men men have been able to get away with putting in little to no effort for a very long time. But I don't feel like it's always been that way. (laughs) Right? Because, like... Because, like, you look at Michael Jackson, you look at James Brown, right? You, like, look, like, it hasn't always been like that. So I was, I was just, I don't know. I was just kind of. They were anomalies. Brainstorming. Little Richard and, like, that whole era, like, giving it up on stage used to be a given. Like, nobody was going to pay. Listen, back in the day, it wasn't no internet. You had to walk to a theater to purchase a ticket. <laughs> you had to put an effort in. I'm not doing all of that if you're not getting on stage and doing nothing. More was required because mm-hmm. more had to be done in order for mm-hmm. us to get there. And mm-hmm. Everything is at a click of a button now. So I'm not really thinking about it. I still do because I'm like, these are my doubloons. I'm not spending my money if I know I'm not getting a good show. And like I said, I pay... I have only paid to see Tyler, the creator, live in concert. It's the only man I've ever paid to go see. The rest have been women. 
and and I feel like it was a good choice financially for me. Because <laughs> if I look yeah. online, if I look online and I'm not, and I see clips of your show, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay to go see that. Like I just watch the clips at home. If I want to feel the energy in the room, because I feel like you bring in the energy, that's mm-hmm. different. But I feel like nowadays people just hype to see this person that makes this music that I like. Because, like, I just want to go see their real person, like, in front of my face and things. The standards are just different now, I feel Way like. Different. Especially post-pandemic. Especially, well, not not post, because we're still in COVID. But well, like, Bobby, Bobby said it himself. It's a luxury. He pre-pointed that out. Yeah, a luxury, going to see shows, so. You know, I was, I was kind of just thinking about the dancing thing still, right? And it's like, I'm trying to think of, like, American pop stars that, like, dance. Because even when you were saying, Usher, um, he's not yeah, pop. you got, like, yeah, Usher, yeah. Yeah, Chris the Brown, he dances. Um, I, I'm just trying to think of dancers, right? Because like when you're thinking of people like Michael Jackson and stuff, it's like, oh, it was cool. Like he has all these uh, classic dance moves, and like everyone likes Michael Jackson dancing. But then it's like when you think now, like you don't really. I mean, Bruno Mars Maynard? has choreography, but like, Bruno Bruno does some choreography. Yeah, he has core, but he's a, he's not like he doesn't dance. I mean, the weekend's not dancing, right? Lil Nas X has been da- danced on his tour and did some choreography. Lil Nas mm. X put on a great show from what I saw. I didn't go to the tour. And there are some people who like, and that's not to be said, performance can come in, in, in many different forms. Um, if you are, like like you said, it's different when somebody's standing there, there's no backing track and you're saying every word of your shit. I consider that to be performance. Like how you oh, said yeah. it's different. You know what I'm saying? But that's oh, not yeah. what's taking place. If no. you just standing there <laughs> and not doing shit and you got the backing track going and you like, like where's the performance? The double standard is crazy though because it's then they expect Beyonce to have perfect vocals while she's singing, yeah. which is just like <laughs> which she does. Impo- I know, but that's just like <laughs> she does it, and yet it is an impossible task. So like that should be just this like level of. And even people had the audacity to part their lips and say that she wasn't doing enough on stage because she is singing a three-hour show live. The mic is on, and yeah, she still crazy. does choreography and moves, but people still saying she's not doing enough, and that's what made me so angry. It was like y'all let these men get up on stage and give y'all crumbs crumbs you know because i know it's accepted but I, I have a genuine question about that though are there any male performers that are like deified in any way like nowadays like do do people actually hype up as far as like like i know what you're saying is an accepted thing and i agree there's a double standard i'm just saying like when we talk about best performers ever right now like it always is women that's brought up because as it should be but i'm just saying like that's why like i don't even know if men like if people actually do hype up like men performers like on like a ranking like thing like does anybody ever come high is what i'm saying or like they don't even come into the conversation yeah that's what i'm saying in in the pop world there is man and i love him so like it's gonna come off a little bit homery but like harry styles is kind of the guy as far as like gotcha like, I've never a, seen him live. I've never even seen clips of his. There's a reason he had like a residency at Madison Square Garden, a residency at the Forum. Um, he kind of did the Taylor thing before Taylor did it. It's just as far as like the residencies go at these places, and it's because of the hype behind his live performances. I vote Usher. He because he. I'm not saying Usher. People Well, the like, Vegas residency is this whole viral thing now because Usher is like just still as good as ever. Because of the level he's at, those tickets are a thousand dollars a piece to go sit in that. Yep, at the resale because that's how it. big a deal his shows are. I didn't. I didn't think twice. I paid twelve hundred dollars for my Beyonce ticket. I didn't think twice about it. Oh I knew God. I was. I knew I would. That's the most expensive concert I ever paid for. But I've been to. Oh. I've been to one, two, three. 
I've been to five show, shows this year so far. I have one more. I'm seeing Kiana Lede in October, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sit my ass down. But <laughs> every time I think about spending money on a show, I'm like, I know exactly what I'm getting. I just want more respect as far as like stage performance being an art form because it is, and I think it's completely separate from like artistry itself kind of it's just a completely different medium that's why i love theater so much you get Mm -hmm. one shot Mm -hmm. you get one opportunity to get on that stage and hit your mark and do it correctly that's why hamilton's the best thing i've ever seen in my life i i I, to that like everyone asked me anyone asked me what's the best piece of media you've ever seen in your life i saw hamilton easily because like what what the the one shot you want to talk about rapping Oh my God. It was about rapping and movement at the same time. Live theater, no recuts. The story being told like emotionally as well. Oh man. Live theater. It's it's, in my mind, the hardest art form. And that's another reason why I don't want to talk about performance. Because you have, you can go re-record takes of a show, a movie, a a song. You can go live theater. Maybe that's live. That's one, that's one moment. Passion right here is why y'all got to check out Kiyoshi's concert ranking when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be talking about all the shows I saw this year, gushing on them because I I don't pay to go see people I don't enjoy. It's it's a completely different art form in my mind, and I want I want flowers to be given to people who are incredible artists and get on stage and do what's supposed to be done. Let's require just a little bit more, even if you want to stand. Like I said, Adele don't dance, but Adele's mic is always on, always on. And she's singing every single word. I I just feel like more should be required, especially out of these men. Performance and artistry and everything across the board, it is personal preference, but Give love to performers. Give love. We're all performers in our own right. I'm not going to spill all of our tea. Um, Bobby raps. Michael sings. I sing. You know, we all do things. <laughs> so we, so we can. I was have... also a childhood model. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Also went to acting class. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Talented, I wanted to be like Will Smith when I was younger. Talented group. Absolutely. Speaking of this talented group, go ahead and hit subscribe so you can see every video we post weekly. We will be here with you guys. Make sure you leave us a comment or a topic for next week. You might be on the show. Leave us questions, stuff you want us to talk about. Have a wonderful day, guys. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.